Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 23 of our podcast, which was recorded originally on May 5th of 2014. Some of the news stories we discussed for the week, what's included in the Watchdog season pass, as well as some of the reasons why Watchdogs was delayed. There's a new Left 4 Dead arcade game coming out. Disney Infinity 2.0 is announced. Ouya launches a new game streaming service, and Cinemax is suing Oculus as well as a few other stories. Some of the games we were playing for the week, Elder Scrolls Online, Lollipop Chainsaw, Bioshock 1 and 2, as well as what we want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers, it's Monday night, and we are here with another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, with me as always... Although we didn't think he was going to be at first, is my co-host Greg Martin. How you doing, buddy? I've returned from the dead. We've we uh, we we came back from the uh, sunken cruise liner off of South Korean shore. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be making jokes about that, but I'm going to anyways because I'm a dick. And <laughs> I swam I swam ashore, found the missing Malaysian airliner, and flew it back home. Sounds good. And here I am. I'm glad you were able to bring that back for us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, nobody was on board. Um, they were all abducted by aliens, and I killed one of them. So, an alien? Well, no, I killed a person. Oh. I suspected him of being an alien, but that's he, that, he was that, probably that may have been the absinthe. He was probably he was probably probed. More than likely, but I didn't trust him, so all we right. killed him. So nobody yep. survived, you know. Absence will do that to you, though. So I've been told. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You've never drank this stuff? No, I have not. Have you? No, no. I've I've known people who have partaken, and they will never do it again. Really? I had um I worked with somebody before that had um purchased a bottle, procured a bottle, I guess I could I should say, um but um don't know if he ever actually partook of its um lovely lovely taste. I, I've heard it has a very peculiar scent. Like you could definitely yes. tell that absinthe is absinthe. Yes. Um, I'm not privy enough to try that stuff. My my tolerance level for alcohol is very little. Well, for years, I think you couldn't even purchase it in the states. And That's I'm not even correct. Sure, if you, I think you can now. But um. Yeah. Uh. He actually no he. He doesn't own one over here. He was over in Germany when he drank. Yeah, so. yeah. I, th- I definitely think it's more popular yeah. over over there, so. over in Europe and across across the seas. It's kind of like across the waters. It's kind of like the uh, domesticated version of moonshine. Yeah. Well, moonshine's the. Dom- I, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Dom- moonshine is the domesticated version of absinthe. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even think I'd want to try that shit. To be honest yeah, it's, I I tried once. Uh, just to say I tried it. Now you know so. what would be really interesting is if we go is if we go down to to OLF and they have the beer fest going on across the street again, and somebody's somebody's doling out absinthe in, yeah, the, I, in, in the guise of Christmas ale. I I I, I, I don't believe that would happen, but um, <laughs> all them college kids would be freaking wasted, man. I'm 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 sure some of those college kids probably have the stuff, so. <laughs> that'd probably be that'd probably be the place to get it. We'll just ask them. Hey, man, you carrying? All right, you can find us at email what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Drop the G. 
Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now is our Twitch channel. That's right. And we have new stories abundance today. Yes, we do. Far too many. In fact, I think this is, I don't know, this may be the most new stories that we've ever populated for this show. I think this is about normal. It's 10, and that's about what I've been, I've, although the thing says 13 because I have multiple stories under some of them, so kind of the way it tabbed it out, I think it did it all funky, but um, I think 10 is what I did last week, too, for hmm. the podcast. I skipped the show. I, I didn't get a chance to go back and gloss over the last episode show notes. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice round number, and it basically got me to my. I think I did like thirty six minutes last week, but you kind of missed the little fun I was having with my headset, and I apologize for that, um, because it was something that I was not expecting, and it was a very very interesting thing. This headset is set to basically turn itself off after five minutes, and with no sound coming through the headset, guess what? That's exactly what it was doing. The mic will not keep the headphones on. So every five minutes, I was turning the fucking headphones back on, um, which was rather interesting and fun. Um, I played around with it after the podcast and found out that through Audacity, I can get the sound to come back through um, whenever I have to do a solo podcast. So that will never happen again. That was basically a noob error. It was something I knew the headphones did. Never really experienced it, though, before. Man, th see, this, is, this goes back to, to our teachings from last year. Know your shit. Yeah, it was it was just something. Once it happened, I was like, I'm talking through the mic. It probably should be fine, even though you know, no, no, the <laughs> mic the mic will not keep the headphones on. It will freaking turn off. I sat there and I was like, really? And Walt said he watched it last week and he said he was laughing a little bit because he said he could see me fumbling every so and then often. I'd be like, ah, I'm gonna take a quick drink and I'd turn it off and turn it back on when I saw it was getting close to five minutes just to try to beat it. <laughs> So it was. I was trying to cover it up, but um, that should not happen again. So, but our first know, story. Some people first, nuts. Yeah, I know, no doubt. So our first story is Watch Dogs. Um, they were talking about the season pass this um week. Uh, it's a 1999 season pass. It's going to include um where you can play as a new protagonist called T Bone, um, who's basically a brilliant but eccentric hacker who lives by his own rules. Is the quote here that um. GameSpot had on their site. Um, you're also going to have a new mode called Digital Trip uh, where you hunt cyborgs. It's going to include some single-player missions, weapons, and outfits. Um, with the latest patch for the PS4, I was actually thinking about buying the season pass for this and actually just purchasing the game digitally because I think this is going to be one of the first games you can actually preload onto the PS4 and actually download it before it's actually available to play. Mm which is something that they just released in the latest 1.7 update of the firmware. So I may actually try that and actually just purchase this along with the DLC all through the PlayStation Store and just go complete digital on this package That's rather really than get a physical copy. I may, I may try it. I'm still torn. Yeah, I kind of I mean, want a physical copy. Dude, you need that disc, man. I kind of I want the disc, you but I kind of just I kinda want to try the full digital one on this. You know, this it's... Is... it's, it's 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 watchdogs. It's all about hackers. It's digital. It's there should be no physicality to anything. Joe, one day bits are gonna become reality and then we're all gonna be fucked. <laughs> no, this is kinda interesting. I didn't know the PS4 would let you pre well, I don't own PS4, so I, I yet, so I still don't 
pay attention to that stuff. I didn't know they were letting you preload bits, though. Uh, Steam. Yes, this, this is the first game. Yeah, Steam's okay. done that for a while. Yes, yeah, Steam has done it for a while, and I, I don't know if I don't know if any other I don't know if the Xbox if the Xbox One does that. I um, don't either. But I think Watch Dogs may be the first game you can actually do that with, as the 1.7 patch just came out literally last Tuesday or Wednesday. Hmm. So this is something brand new, and that's kind of why I want to try it, just to say, yes, I did that once. So this this season pass thing, this I, I might have missed this, but this kind of seems like a new thing to me. Like a lot of a, a lot of companies are kind of jumping on this whole season pass bit, where you they get your twenty up front, and it grandfathers you into you know a whole shit ton of benefits. You know what I mean? So I think the first, I think the first game I played that had that was Bioshock Infinite. But it was probably out before then. Oh, Season Pass, yes. Well, Season Pass has probably started back with, um, I don't even know what game was first. I mean, the Call of Duties have had them. I mean, Saints Row the Third had it um, back on the PS3 when I played Saints Row the Third years ago. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, um, they had a Season Pass. Um, it's. I think it's just something where companies are trying to just extend the life of their product, extend the life of their game, give their game a little longer legs, um, make a little bit more money on the side, for producing a little bit more content, you know. Plus, it keeps their game in people's consoles, hopefully playing a little bit longer than they normally would. Mm. So, I mean, I picked up this. I picked up the season pass for Assassin's Creed Four. I mean, like I said, I picked up the season pass for um, Saints Row the Third. You know, a while ago, mm. I haven't purchased too many season passes. Um. The Walk, The Walking Dead, I buy as a season pass because I just buy all the episodes all at once and then just download them when they come out. Yeah, I was just wondering if that was kind of a newer thing. It seems like it's a newer thing, and like I said, maybe I was just wasn't on that bandwagon before. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. It's just interesting because I see games that have uh, launch day DLC. Like the the one that I really remember that stands out to me the most was Mass Effect Three. Well, there was that big ass controversy about that launch day DLC, you know, and then you see stuff like season pass come out. Right. Where it's just, okay, we'll grandfather all your content in. And I was just wonder if that was a newer thing or, I mean, is this something that game companies would probably be looking to do going forward? I'm sure everybody's going to be doing it going forward. Um, especially if it's a way that they can, keep the money rolling in throughout the year on a product until they release the next version. So it, it, it keeps, I don't want to say it's like a monthly, like an MMO subscription or something like that, but right. it's something yeah, I, It's something similar along those lines, I guess you could say. I guess the correlation I'm trying to draw is, you know, is it going to get to the point with a season pass thing where people are going to start feeling burnt by it? Like you pay up front and the company under delivers and you're basically kind of fucked. Some sometimes that has happened on some on some of the games I've heard before. The the season the the, the updates that they release actually don't really live up to the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ones for Saints Row the Third weren't the world's greatest. I mean, if had I known had I not bought the season pass, I might not have bought a couple of the DLCs because what they offered wasn't something I was really too enthused about. So. Okay, and, and you're you may get that on some games, so buyer beware when it comes to that stuff. It's you never you don't always know what you're getting with the season pass and some <laughs> of the and some of the things. So you might um, open up your DLC and get a used condom. 
Yeah. So there you go. And it may be used, so be careful. <laughs> so the next Watchdog story we had was um, a story where GameSpot talked to um, the one marketing executive, and they basically talked about the reason for the delay of Watchdogs, why they had to, why they felt they had to basically at the last minute, um, especially being so late, you know, in the production cycle. You know, as we talked about before, it was they basically kind of postponed the game like a month before it came out. Um, they said, you know, their stock fell. They had a lot of marketing and everything was in place already, but they just felt that they needed to. And it seems like um, pre-orders are up for the game for what it sounds like, and everybody's really kind of waiting for this one. I know this is a game I'm really stoked and can't wait to sit down and play finally for it to come out. Now, wasn't, um, so, wasn't this one actually supposed to be a launch title for the PS4? It was go yes, it was. It was supposed to be launched. I was supposed to get the Watchdog bundle from Amazon, so it was my okay. my my console was supposed to come basically with uh, the PS4 as well as the Watchdogs game with it. Mm -hmm. So they basically just dropped the Watchdogs game for my bundle, and they were you know Amazon was nice enough to just sell the console as like a day one console, um, which was really nice because some people, some of the companies I heard were actually just canceling the order altogether, even if you had one which is kind of screwing over the customer because that's a really, really shitty thing to do. Well, yeah, they probably, you know, botched up single console sales in one group right. and then bundle sales in another group, and whenever they figured out, oh, Watch Dogs isn't coming out, oh, shit, we don't have any more single consoles to sell. Sorry, yeah. bro. You know? It's, yeah, it's pretty much exactly kind of what happened. So um, Watch Dogs launches the 27th. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the weeks coming up to the launch. Um, that was about it for that one. Another story I found off of Polygon. Um, you've played Left 4 Dead, I think. Oh, dude, this I saw this and I kind of like had a mini orgasm uh, because I love Taito and I love Left 4 Dead, and this kind of just hit my nerd boner really well. So now the interesting thing here is, will we be able to play it here in the U.S.? Because it sounds like Valve and a Japanese dev dev Taito team um, are teaming up for a Left 4 Dead arcade game per the Polygon article, but it really doesn't say if this arcade game is coming out here in the U.S. or if it's going to be over in Japan. Yeah, I you know, the thing is, I think arcades are actually still pretty popular over in Japan. Yeah, um, and finding one around here is getting to be pretty difficult nowadays. Yeah, yeah there uh, there's one in the Carnation Mall down the street from me, uh, which does fairly well, surprisingly. I, I'm, I'm kind of impressed at how well that one manages to do. But the arcades in Japan are still really, really popular. Right. I'm not, I'm not too sure why, but that's just how it is. Uh, we may see a console port, I would think. Uh, that's usually what happens when this kind of shit goes down. Is where you know Japan sees a arcade version, then we get the console port because you know arcades over here are just they might right. as well be dead. Uh, Which would be but, cool to me. I mean, that'd be kind of that'd be that'd be really interesting. I'd like to see what what they come up with together. Right, and traditionally, though, and this is probably an old-school mentality of thinking, traditionally, arcade ports to consoles have not been the best. And with this kind of game here, I would hope that we would be able to maintain the quality you know, cross-platform if that's something they decide to go with. Right. So, But yeah, this looks really, really freaking cool. I agree, 100%. So when I heard the story and saw it, I was like, yeah, we got to mention it at least. 
I mean, we don't have too, too much information about it, so we'll definitely keep our eyes out, and maybe we can talk about it some more um, in an upcoming podcast. Um, but, yeah, and, for, and for those who don't know, Taito was, Taito was the group behind Bubble Bobble. Oh, okay, cool. I forgot about that. Yep, that was them. The good old 101 levels of bullshit, and you actually had a good ending <laughs> that I never got. That's crazy. All right, now here's something that really that I heard about last week. Disney Infinity, they're launching their Marvel superheroes, um, which is going to be basically Infinity 2.0. I really didn't pay too too much attention to Disney Infinity. Um, I know we talked about Skylanders a couple episodes ago, and you hadn't really even heard of the whole concept before. Yeah, I know. You're gonna you're busting my balls hard for that one, man. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> I this don't... one, this one actually looks really cool, and uh, this Disney Infinity 2.0 is actually supposed to be coming out for the PS4 and the Xbox One. It sounds like, and I'm gonna have to really look at the gameplay for this because it said. And in the in the Polygon article, they actually describe it kind of like a dungeon crawler. And if that's what kind of this is with like superhero characters, this could be something that um, Kim and I might enjoy playing actually co-op. Um, so I'm really going to be interested in looking at this. Um, although I know it is probably focused more for kids, but it just sounded kind of cool. Um, yeah, this this kind of didn't go on my radar either. Well, the interesting thing was everybody knew that there was going to be a new Disney Infinity launched or, you know, talked about it, that thing, and right. everybody was wondering what it was going to be. So it was – everybody said once they announced Marvel, they're like, well, you know what? Next year you know what it's going to be. It's going to be Star Wars because the Star Wars movies comes, movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that Disney Infinity 3.0, is whatever they're going to call it, will be Star Wars related since <laughs> Disney owns that now as well. Did you see the goddamn cast for the new Star Wars movie? Are you fucking kidding me? It has all the old people in it too. Why are you why are you why are you tripping? Why am I tripping? Mark Hamill at his age with the goddamn lightsaber? He's gonna kill himself with it. Hey, Obi-Wan was how old? Relax. Hey. You know what? If you look at how Obi-Wan used to do back in the day and then you see how he did against Darth Vader in episode four, there's a reason that asshole got killed. Well, it was. It's, I think it's pretty interesting that they're bringing everybody back. I thought that was an interesting twist. It's. We're gonna have to wait and see what happens to it. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows I, where they take the story? I'm just being an asshole. I'm really interested to see what happens with with what is it, episode seven? Um, yes. Consider the fact that I just did like a whole six bender where I watched all six of them. Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. That was the best day ever, man. Uh so it's I don't know. Like I said, I think this will be pretty interesting. I'm really interested to see how the gameplay is for this. I really didn't look at any of the gameplay for the norm, the regular Disney Infinity because I thought it was just like Skylanders, and it seemed more like a platformer to me than almost like a dungeon crawl. So I really want to take a look at this now and actually see what this gameplay is like for this, and see if it actually would be kind of enjoyable for you know for us to play over here. So you have to let me know because I'm going to skip out on that one. I kind of figured that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing more interesting things like uh, My Little Pony. You're gonna you're gonna go for the Transformers universe, and you're going to get the Cyber Knight bundle. I know you are. Oh man, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. You want to know why? Because Cyber Knight bundle is 500 bones, and I have nothing else better to spend it on. That is completely insane. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> so, did you see who's actually putting this out? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I believe, yeah. I'm Are not, you familiar with them at all? I'm not familiar with their work. I may be, have, but I Have you heard of a little game called RuneScape? Seriously, that's them? I, I'm almost positive that that is them. We're looking this shit up. I don't know what computer I'm using right now. i got like 14 computers over here. I'm 99.9% positive that Jagex does... Uh, you would be correct, sir. That they did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's a there's a really there's a really fat guy on the homepage. Um, yeah. Now I went to the Wikipedia page and they have RuneScape there. So Jagex did RuneScape. So yeah, they're not they that have... small of a company because RuneScape is, I think, still pretty popular. If you watch Twitch, there's still a hell of a lot of people playing RuneScape on Twitch. Oh, yeah. RuneScape, War of Legends, and Transformers U. So I really haven't been playing or paying too much attention to the Transformer universe, but when I saw the story on GameSpot and kind of saw that they have a $500 package you could get, I was like, it kind of caught my eye. I was like, okay, WTF, what is this? I really haven't looked into the game, but some of the packages here are just insane. Um, I know, they cracked me up I cracked you up. It's like it's competitively priced. What are you competing against, dude? A fucking Tesla car? Four hundred and fifty dollars, and you're getting oh, but you're, but it's over worth worth over seven hundred and fifty dollars. So I gotta look and see what this game actually is. It definitely looks like it has tons of microtransactions in it because you're actually gonna be getting um, what appears to be like in-game money in it in the in with that purchase um, to spend, but. It's I was I just saw that four hundred and fifty bucks and it was just like wow. I mean I thought when I bought the two hundred dollar lifetime subscription for Lord of the Rings Online that that was insane. Right. I mean, but this it's only a year combo season pass. It's not lifetime. See, this is where I feel like these guys are gonna fuck up hard. Because this is this could be a prime example of where free to play goes seriously wrong with the microtransaction shit. Yeah, and like who the five hundred dollars really? You know how many fucking games I could buy with five hundred dollars? Well, it's actually only four forty nine. Oh, four okay, four forty. So it's four fifty. Okay, so you know how many fucking games I can buy with four hundred fifty dollars? You know how many groceries I could buy with four hundred fifty dollars? One or two. Maybe maybe a couple maybe a couple packs of ramen noodle. Oh man! Box of mac and cheese. I got to have my ramen, man. <laughs> need that beef cup. So, I, like I said, I need to look into this. I really didn't get too much time to research the game, watch any videos on it or something. I want to see what the gameplay is like. I, I'm not too familiar with it. I saw this story on Gamespot and basically was just like, "What?" <laughs> so, I was just like, I mean, like, it. I wouldn't even pay that. If Square Enix had a collector's edition of Final Fantasy XV that cost five hundred dollars, and they had like oh, the shit. best, they had like the, oh, they would have had like the fucking best shit ever in there. I would never pay that for it. Bullshit. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you're you'd right. Go, you'd go start giving plasma. Yeah, you're right. I probably I'd sell a kidney. <laughs> I mean, I got my fucking Final Fantasy XIII shit everywhere on my desk. 
It should be it should be Elder Scrolls Online, but that's we'll we'll talk about that later. So hey, you know what? My watch is still in the box. I'm touch that bastard. I didn't even reset it. It's still in the wrong time. <laughs> that's awesome. And there's a little there's a little leaflet in there that says you should reset the time and take it to a professional watchmaker and have them replace the battery. Nope. Ain't touching that shit. Don't touch it. Don't nope. touch it. Like smack his hand. So, next story. Ouya launches a new game streaming service. Um, I didn't know that Ouya was going to be doing something like this. It sounds like they're doing a service called Playcast. Mm. Um, it's developed by Playcast Media. It's basically a streaming service, kind of like on live or what the upcoming PlayStation Now is going to be like, per this Polygon article I found. So, um, interesting that you can basically play Lego Batman 2, Splinter Cell Conviction, and they have a couple other games coming out. Um and some other big-name developed publishers on there, like EA, Ubisoft, yeah. Konami, Warner Brothers, 2K. So there's a bunch of people signed up, sounds like, that are going to be doing stuff on here. Well, here's here's the problem. Uh, it, all this sounds well and dandy. Uh, I got I got two things to point out. One, what happened to OnLive? And two, who the fuck owns an Ouya? Yeah, well, well, we know somebody who owns an Ouya. Okay, one person out of... How many people? Exactly. We know one person. <laughs> exactly. like, really? Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, this is kind of like... I, I don't know. This is way late to the game, bro. You should have had this shit a while ago. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like, like, this, mean... like this feels like the life support move for the Ouya. Well, one of the crazy things is the one game that was released on the Ouya that was one of the most popular ones that just came out on the PS4, and the name is escaping me right now, I guess sold way better on the PS4 than it ever did on the Ouya, and supposedly it was the best-selling game on the Ouya, so... <laughs> that's, and you know, that, that's pathetic. That's so pathetic. And I hate to sound like a goddamn curmudgeon on this Ouya, because I was super pumped when I saw this thing was coming out, and it, it just it feels like it was a total flop. It really well, does. I, I don't know if I would call it a total flop. I mean, they were able to actually start off on Kickstarter, talk about a product. They got they de- developed and engineered the product. They actually got it through production, released out to the public. I mean, they've done a lot more than a lot of people, you know, have been able to accomplish with this. Um, I think it was basically just. I think some of these consoles where they're basically just going for like an Android-based OS, and it's just basically an Android gaming system, I think the games that are on the phones just don't have the same carryover that they will, that where you want to sit there and play it like you would a normal console game. Well, see, that's see, that's the problem, too. I mean, you've got so many issues with what you just brought up there. Um, for one thing, a lot of these Android-based consoles are actually custom spins of Android, which means that they're being maintained upstream by the manufacturer, and when they don't feel like updating, you're not getting your updates, bro. Um, Second thing is what you just said. When you write a game on Android for a tablet, yes, the Android APIs do have support for controllers. How many retards do you see with their tablet and a Bluetooth controller sitting around? Not too many. So it's going to be a touch-based game. So what happens when Ouya wants to start putting these touch-based games on their console? What are you going to do? Use the freaking thumbstick to move it around? That ain't going to work. And and you can't... I mean, these people aren't going to sit there and rewrite the core mechanic of their game to support a controller most of the time. 
because they're happy with the sales they're going to get on Google Play or Amazon Store or whatever, and they're just going to look at Ouya and laugh their ass off. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sounding like a dick at this, but I just I just don't see the point at this at this point. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's. I think I don't even want to say that it's a niche market because I don't even I don't even think it's a niche market. I mean, I just think it's something that people looked at uh, the profitability of some of the games that you know were released on the phones, and they thought they could carry it over to the console, or basically carry it over to a console. And I just don't. Th- I just think there's too big of a gap there. I just think a game for a phone is basically, you know, best played on a phone. Or a tablet, right? You know, right. and playing something like that on your TV. I mean, when I go to sit down and play something, I want to play a game. Not, I don't want to play anything that's really been released on my phone on my TV. Mm-hmm. So, maybe there's some people that do. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't see it. So no, I. But I mean, they if they are talking to. I mean, going back to the top of your hand, if they are talking to the publishers that they are saying that they're talking to, I mean, these are some pretty big-name people. I mean, you don't yeah. stop at these ones. Yeah, Capcom, Square Enix, uh, Namco, uh, Sega. You know, I mean, it's if they're if they're able to get this content from these publishers down to this console, which is going to be DRM-laden all to hell. Um, Definitely. Maybe the Ouya will pick up steam again. Uh, maybe we might see... You know, the people getting more interested. Maybe that might drive the Ouya owners to do something more with the operating system. Because I know I've seen uh, different posts from people about trying to update the Ouya, and it just completely foobars. Like it, it, it wipes the disk by accident, so you have to reinstall the whole damn thing over again. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, maybe that might force Ouya to do actual support for this thing. But I. Hey, I'd, I'd keep an eye on it. I would. I'm, I'm 100% skeptical of this thing, and, and I'm taking it with a bag of salt. Uh, well, we, bag we, of... we know we know somebody who owns one, so we'll make sure he keeps us updated on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use him as a guinea pig. We'll, we'll let him be the guinea pig, exactly. Yeah. All right, our next story. Um, I got a couple stories from Polygon, GameSpot, um, all dealing with Zenimax. And they are going after Oculus Rift, mainly because of John Carmack going over to Oculus and Zenimax saying that a lot of what he produced back in the early days of the Oculus VR was done at Zenimax, and they basically own it. Now, in some later updates, Carmack's basically come out and, and said that none of the code that is in that he wrote while under contract to Zenimax is in Oculus. And he says nothing that he's ever done has been patented, and Zenimax owns the code that he wrote, but they don't they don't own the VR. So it sounds like this kind of started a couple of years ago from what the from what both articles said. That you know there was there's been talks between Zenimax and Oculus as far as you know, the Zenimax feeling like they own a piece of this, that they should have something. But now that Facebook is involved and purchased them for $2 billion, Zenimax is like, yep, we're wanting a piece of that pie. 
And that's the reason why lawyers get involved and emails are sent and letters are written and shit's going down to Chinatown. So, man, this this whole this whole thing stinks. Stinks like a freaking rat's ass, man. It's it's it'll be really interesting to see what Carmax. Um, Hart was while well, he was at Zenimax, and basically what type of agreement he had with Zenimax um, as far as what he could work on and what he couldn't work on and what was owned by them. I mean, did anything he touch while he was at Zenimax, do they own? Um, at, this will be really interesting to see what comes out of this. If they do actually just come to some sort of agreement, does Facebook just pay off Zenimax? It's... Uh, I, I have no idea what's going to come out of this, but this is a very, very interesting story. See, I can't tell who's being a dick here, though. That's the thing. Like, I can't tell if Zenimax is just like, oh, yeah, we want more monies. So I want to say, for as much as I like Zenimax right now, considering I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, I was I saying, you better, you better watch. With- yeah, I know. My character's going to become um, get banned here. <laughs> I would say... I'm going to log into the game and, no, you have no rights to the game. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I would say Zenimax is kind of being the dick because I think if they really thought they had a stand on this, why weren't lawyers brought into this two years ago when the initial, you know, talks began? Why does it come up now that, you know, there's $2 billion involved? Well, we all know why. They want money. Right, and, and that's exactly what I was saying. Is like, oh, we want monies. And, right. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Like I said, I agree with you. I, I like a lot of the stuff that Zenimax has done in the past. Right. Um, and even some of their current ventures. I mean, ESO is really good. Uh, I don't know if they were involved with Skyrim or not. Uh, I know they were with Fallout 3, I believe. I can't remember if they were involved with Skyrim either, to tell you Fallout, the truth. They, I know they were involved with fall, all the Fallout games, uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas, uh, which I, I fucking love both of those games. Um, but it, it, it always bothers me when I see crap like this. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not a VR whore. I'm not excited about this kind of stuff at all. But I just hate when it's like this kind of shit happens where a company decides, oh, you have a lot of money. We want some. Yeah, and they just pull bullshit like this. Yeah, we it's, think it's we're a, owed some. It's, yeah, exactly. Really, really. It's like the, it's like probably the, not. It's like the corporate version of people who game welfare, right? Where right. It's like people who feel like the government owes them for shit. Which I'm going into a whole other tangent, but it's it, it's kind of the same thing. These companies feel like other companies owe them for shit because they like, oh, we were close to doing that. Oh, you weren't. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on this, see what happens. Um, doesn't sound like anything's happening. Anything's going to stop, I mean, the sale um, to Facebook. Um, Carmack's still working at Oculus. It's not like he's coming back to id, um, who basically is owned by Zenimax, which is the reason why is the umbrella that he's falling under, because Zenimax bought id years ago. So we'll have to keep an eye on this one. Um but it's, I don't know. That just sucks. But the uh, next story has a lot of good news to it. 
hell yeah, Blizzard giving away free games. I will be signing in later on today and making sure I get these. Yes, I will too, because you know what? These three games were my fucking childhood, man. So Blizzard actually is giving away three games um, free of charge. Mm-hmm. They're giving away the Lost Vikings, Rock and Roll Racing, and Blackthorn. Um, I guess if you sign into your Battle.net account, um, you can check the games associated with your account per this GameSpot article. And under the Classic Game section, um, you will find these three games are all available to download. If you go out to GameSpot, we can put a link in the podcast notes. Um, you can also download them off of this other link. Um, that goes to basically just a US.Battle.net um, page. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to grab these, and why the hell not? I mean, free games really? from Blizzard. I've given Blizzard tons of money over the years with all the different games, World of Warcraft, everything. I will I will take my three free games from them, definitely, and enjoy them. Oh, I know. It's a, dude, Rock and Roll Racing, me and my friends used to sit around the Genesis and play that thing all day <laughs> long. Man. All day long. Um, Blackthorn, I, the first time I played that was on a Super Nintendo emulator. That was the most amazing game I ever played. Um, the Lost Vikings pissed me off a lot, but I kept playing it. It was one of those games where it was just like, yeah. I hate this game, but I want to see what happens afterwards. Yeah, I mean, for early games, they're pretty good games. I mean, they were popular back in their day, so it'll be it'll be cool to be able to go back and reminisce a little bit and see how these games have held out over the years, because I haven't seen any of these games probably, you know, since I was much, much younger and a much, much earlier game or so. Yeah. We go from old retro games to Project Cars. I talked about this game last week and um, saw a video on this. This game is basically going to be a game that is, they're going for like hyper-realism as far as graphics go. I mean, it's basically, you know, picture photographic perfect is the way the graphics are for this racing game. Um, And I just wanted to bring it up again that um, some of the things that they're putting out for this um, just sounds kind of amazing. They want to have different kind of motorsports and allow players to experiment with both of them per this Polygon article. Um, And they have a quote here from one of the developers or producers. Um... They want to connect players with a variety of online community features, time trials, events, competitive multiplayer, content sharing, stat comparison, and more. Um, I don't know if you, since you weren't here last week, Greg, you'll have to go back and maybe watch the video. You can just see how good these graphics look and what this looks like. It's I'm a big car racing fan. I've always loved the Gran Turismo games, everything from back in the day. I mean, Pole Position was my game back in the day at the arcades and on the Commodore and shit like that. Loved it. Cannot wait to play this game. Dude, pole position was freaking awesome, man. Yes, it was. You can't, you can't go wrong game. with that. I love that game. No, I was. I need to look at these photos. I mean, if this is supposed to be like ultra realistic, it's it's supposed to be photorealistic game. And um, if you look, it does look pretty darn good in the I video. Need to, I, saw. I need to look at these on my 1080p display because it's yeah. on my laptop right now, and it's I, I want to see it as high def as I can get it. I don't have one of those 4K TVs. Yeah, so. me neither. Would love one. Maybe something. <laughs> Jim, can I have one? <laughs> Please. Um, but, yeah, it, if anything, I would probably play this just for the photorealistic effect. Yeah, I mean, last week when I talked about this, I think they really didn't talk too much about the game. They kind of just showed the video, said that this was coming out, I think in November, I think it was. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I'm worried that 
it's going to be more focused on photorealism and less focused on good mechanics. And that's what we'll have to see. We'll have to see if they could do a blending of both. I mean, if they could do a blending of both, and wow, Gran Turismo could have something to be in, be worried about. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, because on, on you know on the on the Sony consoles, Gran Turismo's been been the game. On the you know the Xbox consoles, um, you have Forza has been the racing game. I mean, so each each console has had their own their own really good game. I mean, I think on the Xbox you also had Project Gotham, but I, I still preferred Fours over Project Gotham back in the day. I was a Sega GT guy, man. I just, I... Yeah, that was okay on the original Xbox, but it still wasn't one of my favorites. I'm talking like Dreamcast, man. Oh, yeah, you're okay. Then you're going back further. Yeah, that was, that was my... See, that's the thing is I'm not a big, I'm not a big racing guy. Um, yeah. the, few that, the few that I have managed to get into, though, have been ones with really, and this is not putting anything on Sega GT because at the time it was probably one of the best racing games with the best mechanics. But you know, I was into the the racing games with shitty mechanics like Tokyo Extreme Racer. It was only because of the stupid music in the game, or um, the original Mario Kart, which kind of technically doesn't count as a proper racing game. but See, now, I remember back on my original PlayStation, I think it was Andretti Racing. I used to sit there and play a lot of... I remember that game. I think that was the name of it. And it was... I just used to play the hell out of that. Well, that in original PlayStation, you had to play the original Ridge Racer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Back in the day, that was just... I mean, I've already talked about the Nedricon controller I had and everything on an earlier podcast, so we don't need to go back down that road. So let's jump over to the next story. Because we got, we're almost done here. We're in the home stretch, and then we got to talk about games. Let's do it. This is going to be a long podcast already, I can see. Um, we'll just touch real quick on this. Um, CCP, for their EVE Online, they had their Fantasy Fest um, out there in Iceland, and they had talked basically about the cancellation of World of Darkness, which I think I talked about last week as well, um, which I was extremely bummed about. Um, I hadn't realized that CCP actually had bought White Wolf, and that's what it kind of sounds like, um, which was really surprising to me, that they had actually purchased White Wolf, which does all the tabletop role-playing games and everything. That's what they're known for. Um, but basically it sounds like they got to a point in the development cycle for um, the World of Darkness, and just they kept changing. It sounds like they kept changing focus. Things kept changing with the game. It's been in development for years now, um, it sounds like five or six years, and it doesn't sound like it was really getting anywhere. It sounds like CCP basically just said, okay, we're stopping everything. Everybody within this company is now focusing on EVE. Um, you know, they have EVE Online. They also have um, Dust 514, which is a PS3 shooter, um, and they also have one coming out, EVE Valkyrie, which I think is supposed to be like a VR-type game. Hmm. So, um, you know, CCP is basically con- concentrating on um, Eve, and it sounds like they're not going to do anything else. It doesn't. They haven't said if anybody else is going to pick up World of Darkness. If they're actually even looking to maybe sell it off to anybody, or you know, maybe try to keep that genre or game going. So, still don't know any more than we did really before about World of Darkness, other than it's canceled, and CCP is basically going the route of Eve, which bums me out. Dun dun dun. So one of our last stories here on from Polygon, I guess there were more invites sent out to PlayStation Now. The private beta um, were going out um, a couple days ago. 
I think Friday or Saturday they sent some out. I didn't get um, one, god damn it. I, I didn't get one either. So, kind of bummed about that, but if you got one, more power to you. You're Enjoy bitch. some of the games. Um, hopefully I get into that soon. If not, hopefully it's released soon on either the PS3 or the PS4, so I can start playing with that. And then here's a story that I thought you may be interested in. This pissed me off, actually. Neversoft is merging with Infinity Ward. There goes so, my goddamn Tony Hawk, man. I was going. I know everybody is used to Neversoft, basically Tony Hawk game, also Guitar Hero back in the day, excellent franchise there. Um, I guess they worked on Call of Duty Ghosts with Infinity Ward last year. I guess both studios felt like they worked great together, and they're going to merge them. So they're in, in, in the new, the new name of the of the house will be called Infinity Ward. They're going to go with that name, and so you will probably not see NeverSoft on any games going forward. They should have called it Infinity Soft, or, or Never Ward, Never Ward, or Soft Ward. <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't sound like anybody was laid off or anything, which is a good thing. It sounds like they're just merging. Um, I mean, it, it, I guess that's one good thing, at least. You know, nobody's losing their jobs over this. Yeah, but I didn't play Call of Duty, so I, 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 I don't understand. Like, are, are we going to see people skateboarding in Call of Duty? I don't think so. I highly doubt that. I'm not interested, then. Unless if they put the dog on roller skates, maybe. Oh, my God. Man, what was it? Hey, Darth you heard it here. You heard it here first. What was it? Roller skating dog. Tony Hawk Two with the with the Darth Maul, uh, the Darth Maul cheat where you could get him in the game instead. Yeah. That was awesome, man. That first Tony Hawk, though, that was that was classic. The early Tony Hawk games were spectacular. There there were there's so many good ones out there. And the music for those games, man. You could just yeah. put that thing. You could put that thing on the pause menu and just play the whole soundtrack over and over again. And some of the hidden things that were in this game, the Star Wars kid. Oh yeah. I mean, some of that stuff was just pure insanity, man. It was oh. just spectacular. Good game. All right. That's the news for the week. God damn, I'm tired now. I don't even know if I want to talk about what I played for the week, but let's jump into it. What I'm playing now. Let's see. Go figure. Eso. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. I'm level 32, having a flipping blast. Um, me and my buddies got into a bunch of different trading guilds, which has definitely opened up um, a whole new avenue of being able to get items that uh, we haven't been able to get and sell some of the stuff, the good drops that we have, rather than just vendor trashing the shit um, or just breaking it down. Um, I'm still having a blast with this game. I cannot believe you have not started playing this yet. Completely disappointed in you. That's a whole other story that we could take that offline. Um, That's what I do, man. I live for disappointments. I'm here to let you down. I can't. There's there's still bugs in the game. Saturday night when we were doing a lot of PvPing and stuff, I was getting knocked off the game. It was crashing every now and then. And it's funny because I had played on and off Saturday afternoon, and not one thing happened. The minute I'm in a group with a couple of buddies the game just starts running like crap. So I ran um, I ran a repair on the game, I think it was Saturday night, and Sunday I think it was better. I was able to play most Sunday night, and I don't think I had one crash. 
So I don't know if maybe there was something that was buggered up with my game, if maybe the repair fixed it, or if I was just running into a bad bit of luck in it when the game was just not playing nice with me Saturday night. So, um, hmm. guys that I the guys that I've been grouping up with, everybody's in their 30s. One guy's in his 40s. I mentioned to you already. So, you know, we're slowly leveling up. We're going to be looking for um, for a guild to join. Um, so I've been. Way to make fun of everybody you play with, Joe. They're all old people. Yes, we are. We are all old people, but that's fine. We can we can still keep up with all the younger kids. So one of the other things I played this week, um, Saturday morning, first thing, woke up, and I've been putting this off for a couple of weeks, finally sat down and did it. Walking Dead Season 2, Chapter 2, I knocked out. Um, it was probably a couple hours long only. It wasn't real long. I have to say... The story writing in this game is is quite amazing. Telltale does a great line, great job with this with the storytelling. Um, I almost feel like Telltale has worked quite a bit um, with the actual writers of The Walking Dead, and I don't know if they have or not. I don't know if Robert Kirkman is actually involved with any of this. But as I'm playing through this game, and I've I've noticed it before, but I really kind of paid attention to it Saturday while I was playing. It's almost like watching the TV show. I'm kind of like playing the game on the edge of my seat, wondering what's going to happen next, meeting different people in the game, thinking, all right, this person's kind of cool. We'll be hanging out with them for a little while. Boom, they're dead. It's just like the fucking TV show. It's like you meet sure. people, you're going to get close, and ah, they're dead ten minutes later. You're like, what, what, what just happened? You sure they're not hanging out with you know George R. R. Martin, too, like just for lessons in how to fucking kill off your cast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know, but it's Saturday, the way the episode ended, I was like, it was a cliffhanger. I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm like I was ready to drop my controller just to back and be like, seriously? Seriously, that's where this is gonna end? I was just like, This is insane. <laughs> I mean, the people that died during the episode, I sat there and I was like, What I sat there and I was like, What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I was like, What just happened? What did I just did I do something wrong? Yes, you did. You played the I game. I mean, it was great game though. It was a great episode. I mean, it's it was it was it was spectacular. So I can't wait for chapter three to come out. I mean, every time I play this and go back to it, and the chapters are coming out, you know, every month or two. I think it is. You know, there's there's about six weeks, six to eight weeks apart. I think now. Um, it's just killer. It's just killer to have to wait for the next one. I mean, it's just like you know, Walking Dead's off the air right now, and you know, Kim and I don't have anything to watch on Sunday night anymore. Now you do. You can just play The so. Walking Dead the game. And once you play it, it's I, don't, I guess you can go through and maybe make some different choices. Well, see, but... that's, see, that's a problem with games like this, though, is that once you they have extremely low replay value. Yeah, I mean, if like only, I said... Like you said, if only to choose a different branch. If only, yeah, you can choose a different dialogue branch and stuff like that. I don't know if it would really save anybody's life. I, I guess that would be interesting to find out. Because some of the choices I made, it, it what's kind of cool at the end of the episode, they actually show you some of the choices you made. They compare you to the rest of the population. So if you made a choice to do X, they will show you X amount of people. They'll say like 40% of the people made your choice. So you know 60% of the people made the other choice. The episode that you did and the choices and compare you with the, with the you know, with the, 
community out there and the choices you made, which is kind of interesting to see. You know, like, am I a cold-hearted bastard? Ooh, I guess that point I was during that hour of the game. <laughs> so, one of the other games I picked up, um, it was a free game on the Vita. It was Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD. It's kind of like a tower, it's kind of tower defense game. Yeah, I grabbed this too, but I didn't play it. Yeah, I, I, I had heard about this game before, never played it, um on the PS3 or any of the other consoles. Started playing it the one night when I was couldn't fall asleep. It was like a one of the weekend nights or something like that. Couldn't fall asleep, so I just loaded it up real quick, played through the tutorial and everything like that. I was like, oh, this is a tower defense game. I kind of like tower defense games. I think they're kind of cool. And this one, this one kind of was neat. I kind of like the concept. Hmm. Um, you control one guy. After you kill the different mobs that are going through, they drop coins and gems, which basically lets you... So you have to run around the screen and pick up the coins and everything. And that'll let you build different, you know, turrets and guns and like that. Depending on the amount of gems you pick up, you can then um, unlock more advanced weaponry. So I haven't really got too far into the game, but what I've played so far, I like. I think it's kind of cool. I'll take my Vita with me tomorrow and play it while I'm at Macy's. Yeah, it's a nice little. It's a nice little thing to do, like before you're going to bed or anything, like you know, something like that. It's not something that I'll. I have trouble playing racing games or anything that's going to get me all jacked up before I go to bed. <laughs> I need to play calm stuff. And the tower defense stuff, you know, is just gets you thinking. So, all right, you got a couple games you were playing this week. You were busy on the PS3, it sounds like. Yeah, I kind of, during my reclusion, I uh, decided that sitting in front of my PlayStation was probably going to be a really good idea to simmer the mind, sort of zen and uh, I went against my better judgment and actually played a game that I almost for a while swore I would never play, but I don't know what possessed me other than... And, and no, it was not the whole fan service thing for this. Um, I picked up Lollipop Chainsaw. i very surprised about that statement. Uh, putting aside the obvious reasons for picking up Lollipop Chainsaw. Uh, it is a fucking fantastically fun game, and it's deceptive how fun the game is. Uh, it's it's mindless button mashing, but it's, it's done in a way that it's drug out so that it's continuously fun, and the difficulty increase per level is enough to keep you interested in the game. It's not you hit that brick wall and like, oh shit, I guess I can't go any further than that. Um, my only complaint is I don't think the the content is geared for a second playthrough. I don't think I'm going to do it. And it's only for the virtue that the game was already hard enough on normal. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it in a, on a higher difficulty than that. Interesting, because usually so, you jump at those higher difficulty levels. I did. I started on hard, and I couldn't get past the second level, so I was like, well, oh, wow. shit. Yeah, so I was like, well, shit. So I jumped back to normal. And I was able to barely scrape by the game in that mode. And then when you beat it, it unlocks very hard. So I'm like, well, fuck me, man. If I can't get past the second level in hard <laughs> mode, I ain't even going to touch very hard because I'm just going to throw the controller at the wall. Uh, the graphic style in the game is very interesting. It's there. The cutscenes are based comic book style, and it's got the ink, the ink blotter. Um it is cell shaded, but it's not an obnoxious cell shading like it was in what thirteen back on the right. PS2 when cell shading made you want to puke. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's a very fun game, and the music is actually really cool too. I was I was surprised, but I mean, there are just some moments in that game where you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm a guy, okay, but. <laughs> There are some points in that game where you're like, did you really have to go that far with it? Did you really, did, like, seriously, could you have just left that out? Uh, a lot of the humor is is adult-oriented, but it's very funny. It's not obnoxious. It's not annoying. It sounds cool. I remember when the game came out, it looked interesting. Because um, doesn't she kind of carry around her boyfriend's head? Yeah. Um, the, the premise is that he he gets bitten by a zombie trying to save her and she cuts off his head and performs a ritual to keep him alive. So she carries his head around on, and his head is attached to the backside of her skirt. So it's banging off her ass all the time. And, uh, there's constant, there's constant remarks about how big her ass is and all this other kind of stuff. And it's just, it, it's, it's funny. It sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, keeping tried and true with my Bioshock, uh, Drug, I guess you could call it that. I I have successfully converted four or five people from Call of Duty to Bioshock already, so I think I'm doing pretty good. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I'm like, you like Call of Duty, huh? Yep. You tried Bioshock Infinite? Nope. That's when I pull out my gun and put it through their head. Download the game and play. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm one of those weird people that play Infinite first, and I have never played the first or second Bioshock Infinite. And from what I'm being told, the second Bioshock is actually not really in tandem with the games, but I'm still trying to chug through the first Bioshock. I picked up the... Uh... Hang on a second. Alright. Greg's going to get us a surprise. What does What does he bring back for us now? This is the Ultimate Rapture edition of... Bioshock and Bioshock 2 for the PS3. Um, cool. It actually has both games on one disc. Uh, the only problem is you have to install... And it also has all the DLC, too, for Bioshock 2. Uh, but you have to install all of the games to your drive for some really bizarre reason. I don't understand that. Uh, it's it's about 22 to 24 gig to install all the games in DLC. Probably because yeah, probably because it's so compressed on the D, on the Blu-ray. That would be my guess. They probably it's probably uncompressed on the drive. Okay, Sasha, it's time for you to get down so we can finish the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I've been plugging away at Bio. I I took a minor stab at Bioshock Two, but I jumped back to the first Bioshock, and I've been plowing away at that, and I'm in love with that game. It's it's oh. so good, so so good. Yeah, I played through I played through a little bit of both of them. I never played through a lot of either of them. Yeah, and and the the set the DLC for the second one, uh, a lot of that seems like it's arbitrary content. Like it's not something that's going to directly affect the playthrough of the game, like it was with Infinite, where you had you know like Columbia's Finest, which actually gave you a new shotgun, a new sniper rifle, and all that other kind of stuff. It's a lot of like multiplayer aspects mm-hmm. to Bioshock Two. So I'll hop into that eventually. And it, then I went old school and uh, yeah, started, started playing some Parasite Eve Two. Uh, for those who don't know, I am a massive Parasite Eve whore. And I have a little ritual every Christmas. On the first snow, I start playing Parasite Eve 1 again. And I will delete my game, start new, play it through completely. And for people who are familiar with Parasite Eve, you'll you'll appreciate this. Um, I actually go back through and beat the Chrysler building over again every year. Uh, for those that don't know, the Chrysler building is 100 floors. You do have to traverse all 100 floors, and they are randomly generated. 
and each oh, wow. yeah each tenth floor is a boss fight, and it's very 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 difficult. <laughs> so yeah, but I started playing the second one. Uh, second one's not really my favorite, but it's definitely a good game. Uh, it's more true to the Parasite Eve story than goddamn third birthday was, but which was yeah. a massive disappointment. Now is that on the PS2? Parasite Eve 2? Yeah. Uh, I have yeah, I have it on well no, it was for original PlayStation, uh, but I have it on the Vita as a download and I also have it on my PS3. Okay. So that's, I was actually playing on my PS3. And that was that was about it, man. I I, I logged so many hours into Lollipop Chainsaw and Bioshock that it was it's just crazy. I, I mean it was ridiculous. But then I went back and looked. And my Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns hours kind of scared me because I didn't really pay attention to how long I'd actually been playing that game for. <laughs> this may turn into my second Skyrim. <laughs> Oh, jeez, are you serious? What are you at, over 100 already? Yeah, I'm over 100, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, those are some really good games. But what do you want to play now? You know what I want to play now? Watch Dogs. <laughs> Go figure. I mean, I've been waiting for this game for so long. We're probably three weeks out. You know, it's coming out on the 27th, so you know, a little more than three weeks. I'm going to try to bust my ass in Elder Scrolls and try to hit 50 before Watch Dog co Dogs comes out. Because um, I really don't want Watch Dogs to take me away from too, too much of Elder Scrolls Online, but I'm going to have to try to balance my time between the two. Um, but the, one of the games you have on here is kind of interesting. It's a game that I wanted to play. I played the demo for Catherine. Yeah, I, I saw this. So I did a little bit of hunting on the PlayStation Network this weekend. And, ooh, excuse me. Coffee's coming back up. Mm, yummy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely tastes better the first time down. So, <laughs> so uh, Catherine is, is it's a pretty interesting game. It's from the people who brought us Persona. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's the same team in Atlas that did this. Uh, kind of, it's like a really fucked up dating sim. Yeah. And, but it's so screwed up in a way that you clearly want to play it and see what happens. I mean, it's the guys who give you Persona. How can this be bad? Some of the puzzles are interesting. I mean, yeah. from what i played of it, some of the puzzles are kind of really insane. Um, but the dialogue, you know, the the dialogue trees and the and the talking and, and, the, and the voice acting everything in the game is really, really interesting, especially the storyline. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm starting to notice that Atlas reuses a lot of their voice actors. A lot of them. Because you start picking up, like, if you go back and play some of their earlier titles, and then you kind of work your way up and work your way up through their library, you start realizing, hey, I know that guy did that voice from this game. That's crazy. I don't think I've noticed that. And oh, I've played quite a few of the Atlas games. There, the one guy, I, I need to figure out his name because he's in a lot of games. The one guy that does the voice, jumping back to Persona 3, uh, the character in the game, Akihiko Sonata, the guy that does his voice has done the voice of like three or four different characters in several different Atlas games. I mean, he's all over the place, wow. and I've heard of, I've heard him in a couple other games too. I just I, but he's his voice has been modified. Like I think I heard him in Skyrim once. I could be wrong. Um, he may have. I 
I, I've heard, like I said, I've heard on a couple other games. I need to go well, back and play them. If you start playing Elder Scrolls, you'll notice that there's a lot of voices that are reused in Elder Scrolls 2 when you're talking to a lot of the NPCs. I mean, there's so much voiceover and voice acting in Elder Scrolls, it's crazy. Well, they so do that. I'm, sh- I'm sure that they had to, because I know they did it in Skyrim. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like, there's, you know, 14, you know, 40 different NPCs have the same voice, just, yeah. you know, different locations. Um, the other game I want to play, too... Which I this kind of goes in the show notes kind of reveals too by accident. <laughs> um, Quantic Dream has always been a developer that I've kind of had a warm fuzzy feeling towards because their work on the PS3 is is phenomenal. Um, Heavy Rain was the I believe their first venture. That was one of the first games I bought on my PS3. When I bought my PS3, I went out and bought three games. I bought Motorstorm. Mm-hmm. I bought Heavy Rain, and I bought Dark Souls. Okay. Yeah, Heavy Rain. No, no Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Okay. Dark Dark Souls was the newer one. Demon Souls, I think, was the first one. Hmm. I missed it. I yeah, that was way before. Um, but I think we talked before candidly. Heavy Rain was one I wanted to pick up because I like those kinds of games like that, and it looks amazing. Um, Beyond Two Souls is is the game I'm really wanting to get a hold of. Uh, that's the one with uh, Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe, and they actually did mm-hmm. you know, in-game likenesses of the two. And I was watching all the trailers. I think there's four trailers on the PlayStation Network for this game, and I'm like, why the fuck did I not buy this game when I saw it? <laughs> like, it's it just looks so good. And I, I, this, I'm going to drop the coin on it this Friday and play it. For sure. Yeah, it's. I played through a lot of Heavy Rain. I didn't finish it, but it's an outstanding story, and the graphics and everything are just amazing. Yeah, and, and I was, can just imagine what Beyond Two Souls is like. Yeah, and I just, I really hope because I've had this problem already a number of times. Is I, I really the PS3 is capable of doing 1080p. I really, really hope that Beyond Two Souls does 1080p. Because if it only does it in 720p, it's going to look like shit on my display. But I'm pretty sure. The game I was talking about was Demon Souls. Demon Souls is the first one. Dark Souls is the newer one. Okay. Uh, that's from From Software is the name of the developer. If you've never played those games, it's you, you may like it. I I mean, if they got a demo available, I'll probably download it and see what it's all about. It's one of the hardest games you'll ever play. And it's oh, basically good. like a it's basically like a role playing game. Um and I was trying to see if Beyond Two Souls if they, if they do say if it's 1080p or not. See, that's why I like buying the disc because when you look on the PlayStation network, it, it may tell you but I've never seen it. I can't tell if it does 1080p or not when you when you do digitals. I don't see any. I don't see it listed here whether it's 1080p or not. We'll have to look into that and see. I'm not too sure. Um, but Demon Souls and Dark Souls, they are games that are extremely hard. You need to hate yourself to play them. <laughs> Good because I do. <laughs> and if you don't hate yourself before you play them, you will hate yourself after you play them. So it's. I don't want to say it's like a hack and slash because you can't go through and hack and slash the game, but it's like a role playing game. You're gonna you'll, you'll create a character. Um, you only have one character in your party. 
you're going to go through and fight different mob bob, or different type of mobs and then boss mobs. Um, the thing is, you collect souls, and you can then use those to level up, buy things and everything. When you die, you drop those souls down. So if you can get back to your body and pick them back up, that's good. If you die again before you get back to your body, those souls are gone. Oh, man, that's like the worst kind of fucking corpse run ever. So, <laughs> that's and, and as you're playing through the game, when you go through an area, mobs respawn. So if you go through an area, clear it out, and then you come back later on, let's say you teleport it out, come back, mobs are back. You have to fight through oh. them again. Um, there's puzzles in the game. The games are extremely difficult when it comes to beating the boss mobs because you have to figure out how to kill them. Um, these games are the games are, are are extremely popular. There's other things to the game that I have not mentioned yet, though. One of the things that was very interesting with the first Demon Souls, as you're playing through the game, it was played. It had an online component. People could leave notes all over the place, and you can go around and see these little red hieroglyphic things, you know, like these little things on the ground, you could run up and then read a little note, you know, like, beware of this ahead of you, or boss mob here, or there's a, you know, don't don't forget this ring or this sword down here to the side. As you're playing through the game, though, there's the online component also in that other people can invade your world and come after you and do a PvP kill on you. Wow. If you let them. So it's a single-player game with a multiplayer component to it. Now, you don't have to partake in that, but that makes it a little more interesting and a little more fun. That you can have somebody come in and basically start chasing you down and fight you. Damn, man, that sounds nuts. Yeah. Look them up. They're good games. Crazy. I, they're I, they're I, very I need, crazy. I don't need this shit right now, man. I'm trying to play Beyond <laughs> I'm trying to play Catherine. I need my dating sim action. You gotta freaking do this shit to me, man. I can't take it. You're gonna make, yeah, you're those, gonna make my backlog as big as yours. There's, I, you know what? That, that happens. Um, those <laughs> were. Don't want that. Those were the three games I picked up when I first bought my PS3. I mean, I literally went out like the day, next day and grabbed those three games because I had always wanted to play the three of them, and they were all three are great games. I really, I really like the original MotorStorm. Um, it did have a lot of bugs to it. It uh, the the control wasn't the greatest on it, but um, I still played the hell out of it. So wow, uh, I gotta show that. I mean, I gotta show you something when we get off air. All right. Well, I think we're basically to the end of the show. Yeah, my um, pants will still be on when I do it. So yeah, thank God. <laughs> I, I did have dinner tonight. I don't want to. Don't want to throw it back up. No, no, because it, was, it wasn't the cheapest of dinners either. Kim actually cooked a really nice meal tonight, so. Oh, man. Um, where you can find us. Send us some emails. Let us know how we're doing. Um, email us at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Drop the G. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus symbol. What I'm Playing Now podcast. It's about that time of the night, trust me. And twitch.tv slash whatimplayingnow. That's it for this episode. We'll be back next week with episode 24. We'll have some more news stories for you and some more of what we're playing now. Have a good week gaming, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace.